How many of you guys know that the kingdom works by relationships? It's just true. It's the weirdest thing ever, but it's just true. I mean, the, Dan told me this one time, and and I, at the time I was like all young, and I mean, I'm so young, but I was like 19 when he told me this, and he was like, Justin, it's all about who you know. And I was like, ah, well, whatever. And he said, well, it's the truth. He's like, you'll get to do a lot of things, and people will let you do a lot of things because you know me, and they know that I know you. And he said, and you can work this all the way down to the fact that the only reason you get to really do anything is because you know him and he knows you. The kingdom works by relationships. And as I've like gotten to do this and gotten to do ministry more and more, it's really true that the kingdom does work on relationships. You know, God called us to be a body. He called us to be a family, and he did that totally on purpose. And you have a lot of different people that you meet. You have a lot of different people that come into your life and say different things and do different things and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes you wind up with people and you meet them. And the first time you see them, you're like, I feel like I've known you my entire life. And like, I totally trust you. I would like do anything for you. And I just met you. And I I feel like that really rarely happens in the world, but it happens in the kingdom often because you know what? Like God has our heart and he's free to give it to who he wants to. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else believe that? Because I totally do. Well, anyways, Catherine Toon is one of those people. I mean, like the first time I met her, she was like, oh, yeah, you're dating Justin or you're dating Catherine. And I was like, yep, I am. And so she was like, well, then I need to hang out with you. And it was like the first time we hung out, I was like, I love you. And she, the feeling was mutual, I'm pretty sure. So it worked out well. And anyways, um, she does a lot with um, Prayer Mountain, who we are totally joined up with. Passion City and Prayer Mountain, we do a lot with those guys. Love them to death. We're family. Uh, in covenant with those guys and she's here just to bless us so we told her like whatever you want to do for the remainder of the night it's on you so would you guys just give her a shout as she comes up awesome i'm on you guys hear me okay good cool beans oh my god i'm so happy to be here you know because you guys really um Justin, when I first met Justin, it truly was a heart thing. It's like, oh, my long lost brother, you know, it's awesome. And then, of course, Catherine, you've always been. She's like, Catherine, she's amazing. So I'm totally in love with him. But you know what? You guys are Paul's family. You're very, very special. And I was so excited. I got to, I was so excited to speak the first time here and then really excited to be asked back because I figured I didn't screw up too badly. So it was really good. But, um, and I went before the Lord and I thought, you know, like, you know, you have a responsibility. Anytime you speak in any, anywhere you go, you have a responsibility. And, you know, I, I don't take that lightly. But for you guys, I don't have just have a responsibility. I just have a heart connection. Like, I'm so for you. And a lot of you I haven't even met yet. And a lot of you I have. And you guys are amazing. You're an amazing body with an amazing call. And you guys are, for the most part, young or young at heart, yes? And um, I love that. There's a lot of energy with that. There's a lot of um, momentum and acceleration. And, you know, one of the things um, when you've been in ministry a while is that you're really called to look out for people. We're just called with that anyway. But I just really feel such a heart to kind of help come alongside you guys 
because you guys are running fast and furious and it's awesome. And honestly, it's just going to get more wild and woolly. I got news for you. What's hovering over this house is crazy and it's fabulous. And so I just, I'm just really, really honored. And, you know, everyone always says, I'm so honored to be here. But I really am honored to be here. And thank you for that. So when Justin called me and said, you know, can you come? I'm like, oh, let me think. Okay. You know, so um, I'm always ready to come and be, hang out with you guys and see what you guys are up to. Um, and I sought the Lord immediately. Okay, Lord, what are we doing? What's the plan? And he just sat there grinning. Okay, that's great, Lord. What's the plan? And honestly, he's been grinning ever since. Um, now, he's given me a few things to launch from, but, you know, tonight is just a night where he wants to flow. Is that okay with you? Can you do that? Can you handle? Can you handle flow? You guys are people flow. So we're going to flow. Um, it was really fabulous in worship. I just, there was like multiple things that the Lord just highlights. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys are tracking, and I love that. Is there any way we could get that picture of that waterfall back up? Because that really, thank you, like I got the service. This is service. You come here, you get service. Um, but I'm going to throw a scripture at you so we can have church. Is that okay? Like, we'll do the scripture thing. So let's turn to 2 Peter. And this won't be too, too hard. 2 Peter 1, so the first chapter in 2 Peter. And I love this verse because it's, like, really short and I can memorize it. Um, but it's totally meaty because it's all about relationship. You know, we've, we've talked so much about um, this evening, just even in worship and just what you guys were saying about re- relationship, about covenant. So we're going to delve a little more into that because I think God's really about that. He's really excited about that. So Second Peter 1, 2, and I'm just going to read it from the King James, although we'll leave out the these and those. And so it's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Oh, look at you. You got it up there. I could have just read. It's easier for me to read it there. We're going to pause. We're going to say a little bit because what you need is available through grace and peace, right? There's a grace for everything you need. And you know what? In the period between you appropriating the grace that's already yours, like it, it becoming and manifesting in that area. We talked about finances, and we've talked about relationships, and you talked about, you know, different needs and things. That's God's grace. And I want you to look at that waterfall for a little bit because it was really ministering to me as I was kind of just meditating on it in worship. And I want you to imagine one little drop of water. This one little drop. This one, this one. You see it? Right there. Okay. And that's his grace for you. This one little drop. And one little drop is all you need for whatever you need. Okay? But you may notice, I don't know, like, but you may notice there's more than one drop there. And it keeps on coming. Because his grace towards you is like his heart. It's unlimited. It's unlimited. And it keeps on flowing. And it keeps on multiplying. Now, let's just keep watching and make sure that it doesn't run out there. Just in case it might, like, might dry, it's keeping on going. It's keep that little drop keeps on coming. Because there's nothing that the Lord 
has closed off to you. He's closed off. And you know why? Well, we know because he loves you. But sometimes we have a problem with that. Because, you know, like God kind of has to love you because he's God. It's his job description. You know, right? So we all figure most of us can get it like God loves us because he kind of has to, right? It's his, it's his, he kind of, it's on the contract. He's love. He's got to put up with you. And so you kind of feel like, yeah, you know, he loves me. Okay. But love doesn't, how many of you have had people that have loved you and it didn't feel like love? Anybody? Okay. How many honest people do we have? I want to see your little hand. Thank you. Okay. So love did not feel like love. And sometimes, honestly, what was called love wasn't love. And sometimes love was there, but it didn't manifest like love, right? And sometimes it was totally there. It was totally appropriate, but we had an issue with our heart, and we couldn't receive it like love. So it didn't satisfy, yeah? And so sometimes when it comes to God... We kind of like, okay, he loves me. That's good. But then we go and we hurt or we get in fear or we're struggling when really all that grace is being poured out all the time. You know what? You are so favored. He can't withhold anything from you. That's actually scriptural. If you go to Romans 8, he that spared not his only son, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? All things. So like, you know what? He, it already happened. You can like, it happened. Like Jesus already was given. You already gave him up. So you can't withhold this good thing from me. Okay. Wow. Right? You can't withhold, you know, seriously. And so in our hearts, now we don't normally do this consciously because we're good little Christians and we don't like to like, accuse God usually directly to his face unless we're really ticked off and we have an issue, which is, happens, okay? But usually when you've been in, in, in the Christian body for a while, you don't like, oh yeah, accuse God of withholding stuff from you. But in our hearts, a lot of times we do. And we don't even know it, right? We don't know, we don't know why we do what we do. Because somewhere along the line, we look at that waterfall and somehow for us, this is like for your neighbor sitting next to you. This is for Justin and Catherine because we know they're amazing, right? Right, okay. Okay, but for me, it's like a little trickle that sometimes dries up, right? And we're trying really hard and we're begging for the trickle. <laughs> and we're trying to convince God why the trickle should be a little stream, <laughs> right? Right? And we're, and we're begging and we're pleading and this is God's heart for you. He can't, he can't hold it back. Can you imagine trying to like hold that back? Like taking your arms like, okay, okay, we're going to hold back the water. We're going to do it. Going to hold. He, he can't do it. His heart is so open to you. It overflows. It overflows. So that's his grace. That's his peace multiplied. That's his heart that can't honestly say no to the good things for you. He can't do it. Now, if you say, God, if you really love me, you let me not pay my taxes and get away with it. Okay? <laughs> well, that's not really love, right? That's like, that's like a bad parent. You know, and God's a, God's a good parent. 
Like he's a really, really good, and he's actually smarter than we are. I know sometimes we forget that. And he has to remind me um, that he's smarter than I am. But um, usually I do an okay job of remembering that. But we tend to forget. Honestly, sometimes when, when things are hard and, and the answer's taken way too long, right? You're looking for that job. You're expecting that healing to manifest and it's just getting worse. And your spouse walks out on you and the dog dies. Violins, okay? Um, and somehow we start seeing that waterfall turn into a trickle or all dried up. Yeah. And we need to remember, you know, we need to remember how loved we are. How many of you have kids? I know we're in a young crowd, okay? But I, I've seen kids around there running around. They're awfully cute, by the way. So you got some cute kids running around there. I just thank you. Very good. And so as your kids, now I'm assuming, um, you know, you're not making your kids kids. And what, what do I do? Turn that around? No, take that. Take that one instead. No, I'm highly offended and I'm leaving right now. Being testing. Okay, we're good, and I'm not echoing. That's awesome. Upgrade, upgrade. Okay, what brilliant thing was I saying? Someone remind me. Okay, oh, I was saying, I'm assuming you're not locking your kids in closets. (laughs) That's what I was saying, right? That those of you as parents, um, you want good things for your kids. Um, And sometimes there's things that are really good, but they're not ready for yet. Um, And I will say this, and you guys are... A, a, a young crowd or young at heart crowd and the thing is with youth and I love you so you're not going to get upset because I'm being your mama right now you're going to love me anyway but sometimes when we're young we think we're ready for things that we're really not ready for so like any of you have teenagers teenagers yeah anybody who had teenagers a couple of people okay some honest or whatever. And they probably wanted to drive when they were 14, 12. Yeah. Okay. And how many of you thought that might not have been a good idea? And they really felt, well, but mom, you know, I'm ready. And they're driving the tractor or whatever. But they weren't ready. And letting them drive would be dangerous. And so, but they can be really ticked off at you because I am so ready and you just don't see me. And I, you know, like, what's up with you, right? And then you start getting accusations. And sometimes we can get that way with God. Yeah. Now, you know what? Faith is now. And there are things that are just now, like healing and deliverance and all those different things are things that honestly that you access by faith that are always it's always his will to heal it's always that's a now thing it's a done deal it's on the cross um but your promotion ministry or your promotion at work or you meeting the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams 
or whatever it is, that's a little bit more flexible. That's like not in the atonement, okay? <laughs> okay? Um, he does provide for good things for us, but there are seasons, and we need to be willing to let the Lord work in us what needs to be worked in us so we're able to handle what he has for us, yeah? And sometimes that can be really hard because sometimes the person next to you who doesn't read their Bible every day or doesn't fast once a month or doesn't do all the awesome things you're doing, all those disciplines or whatever, and they get the breakthrough and you're stuck looking at them trying to pretend like you're happy that they got the breakthrough. And that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem sometimes is when we can't be happy when someone gets the very thing that we've been waiting a lot longer for, yeah? And that's a maturity issue. It's a test. Repeat after me. It is only a test. Nobody panic. Okay? So these things are tests. But this is his heart towards us. You know, when you're in that rough spot and you, it hasn't happened for you yet, and you've done everything you know to do, right? And God just doesn't seem to be doing squat. And we know he did it 2,000 years ago. We, we get that. But you're living in the context of time, right? And it just hasn't manifest in your time frame. And in your heart, you can start to feel like that's all dried up for you. But you know what? It says grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus' son. So you know what? That grace for whatever you need, and honestly, the peace to to handle it well, you know what? The situation may not just be that fabulous, right? It's always there for you. And it's multiplied through knowing him. Now, it says through the knowledge of God, that's God the Father, and Jesus his son. Isn't it interesting how they said that? Because it could have said Jesus the one and only begotten son of, you know, it could have said Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. It could have said a lot of things, but it said Jesus' son because it's all about relationship. It's all about family. It's all about that knowledge. And this is a personal knowledge. It's a for me knowledge. Because if you've been in the church world a while, you know, whatever, read your Bible, you know a lot about God. You do. You do, and I could quiz you, and you guys would really, you guys look awesome. You guys would nail it, okay? Um, and that's awesome, and that's necessary. There's nothing wrong with that. But where the rubber meets the road, and you're getting that breakthrough that you're reading is actually really through that knowledge, that's that heart knowledge. And it's that knowledge of relationship. Because the reason why Jesus walked in this stuff so freely, like he prayed and the eyes were open and he had all these, because he had such a knowledge of his dad. He had, he wasn't begging. He wasn't confused. He knew who he was and he wasn't apologizing for it, but he wasn't, um, he wasn't in pride about it. He was, he was resting in the fact that he was a son and not just a son, because we talk about that a lot, and it's kind of a hip thing. Sons, we're sons and daughters, and I mean, it's good, and we talk about, you know, how, how bad it is to have that orphan spirat, and yada, 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 and that's fabulous. It need, we need to talk about it. We need to do all that stuff. The challenge with it is, like, if you have an orphan spirit, and you, you know, you see the symptoms, like, 
I feel like I don't belong anywhere and that I have to work for everything and just all the different symptoms that are totally um, valid. The problem is, this is the problem. It's like if you're an orphan and you've got all these things, you don't have the power to change it. So now you just know you're screwed up. You knew you were miserable before. Now you know you're miserable and screwed up and you don't know how. And so you feel like you have to strive to get this revelation of sonship and you're just in another form of striving right and so really the antidote for that is encounter because ultimately it's knowing that heart that's open for you like you know when you've got a good daddy their heart is open for you so like when you walk in the room their eyes light up they showed up they're like so excited to see you and you did nothing you you know you didn't get good great you did nothing they're just excited just by the fact that you're their daughter you're their son and that's how it should have been when you were growing up right should have been that way it wasn't always that way some people was that way praise god for that for most of us it probably wasn't that way and you know what that's okay that's not like um it's not good but it's not um without a remedy because you've got a papa, oh my God, when you walk in the room, wow, it's just, everybody stop. So-and-so just walked in the room. You know, when you're really important, do you know the big executives put everybody on hold, kick everybody out of the room, they'll be in the middle of a conference call, and it's like everybody's just going to wait around because i got to hear about my baby that just lost their first tooth or whatever that is, okay? They'll put everything on hold for that because their heart is totally open. Because he can't deny you. He can't deny you. You know that? And walking in that delight, that literally, you have Papa around your little finger. Now, you're not a spoiled brat. But his heart is so open towards you. Do you know? And all the things that, honestly, we're trying so hard for, and we're, I mean, we get to the point where we're begging, and we don't even always realize it please god would you blah 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 it's like well actually it was it was my idea actually that healing thing that you're asking me for that was actually my idea so yeah (laughs) and it's knowing it's knowing our father it's that knowledge of god and jesus son because jesus couldn't deny you either you know you're he's he's the bridegroom and we have a lot of newlyweds in this room and it's really awesome because they're a fun church. And you know what? I betcha, like, you know, they're just in that place where the bride wants something that is within the power of the bridegroom. It's pretty hard for them to say no, yeah? So, I mean, within reason, within re- milk it, milk it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, within reason. Why? Because they're just so in love, right? When you're in love with someone, you are looking. Oh, my God, what's going what's to make their eyes light up, right? What's going to make their eyes light up? What's going to make their day? What's going to get them excited, you know? When you're a parent, I mean, you're thinking about those little kids. You're thinking about what's going to get them laughing and excited and running down on Christmas morning to see their eyes. You, you live for the eyes light up thing. You live for that because you love them so much. You're just so in love with them, Right? So what will they, what good thing? He that spared not his own son, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? That's a question. 
How shall he not? Okay, so let's come. Uh, see, he shall not give us good things because he's in a bad mood. He shall not give us good things because he loves everyone else, but he's not too sure of me. He shall not give me good things because he loves everyone else. He likes everyone else, but he really doesn't like me very much. Right? Right? And we got all these weird things buzzing around in our head. And then we create weird theology to make it sound good right? But that's not what God's saying. Because ultimately, it's an accusation to the heart of God. And that's not to make you feel bad. It's just like, ooh, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe, maybe it's not on God's end. Yeah. So I don't want, you know, because we're talking so much about, in, in the body, we're talking so much about the sonship and orphanship, and, and it's good, and we need to do it. So there's nothing bad about that. But you know what? If, if you're an orphan and you don't know how to get to not be one, because, okay, I've got this mess, and i got this mess, and I'm getting my identity from what I do, and I'm striving to get everything I can, and I'm working, you know, to be loved, and I'm trying so hard to be loved, and I'm trying so hard to fit in, I'm striving, working, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Okay, if you fall into that category, the way you're going to get out of that category is just by revelation of how loved you are. Because it's a, le- it's, it's a revelation that that's my daddy's heart for me. That's it. He couldn't hold it back if he wanted to. And he doesn't want to. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to ramp it up when I come in the room. That's probably a pathetic version of what he wants to give me because he really loves me. Yeah, yeah. So one of those little drops is his grace that he wants to multiply to you. And you know it doesn't run dry. It hasn't run dry yet. Has anybody seen it sputter out? Hasn't done that yet. It's just pouring out. It's, it's wasteful. God, that's so wasteful. What is up with that? You know, are we supposed to be conserving water here? No. No. It's just overflow, just overflow, flow, 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 flow. He can't hold it back. He doesn't want to hold it back right? And you know, his, his, his pain, I really believe this, his greatest pain is when we don't get it for us, when we don't get it. You know, he's got so much for us, so much, so much that he wants for us, that he just wants for us. Like he they said, Jesus, you go, you go. Listen, I, I can't, I can't hold back. I can't say no. I got to get it to my kids and the kids that don't even know they're my kids. I got to get it to them too, Right? And it breaks his heart when we think, oh, my God, I live outside that. I live somewhere to the side where it's dry. That's everyone else, but I'm over here. Yeah. And we got to get it. And part of that, honestly, really is meditation. Is really Because, you know, there, I will say this. There are going to be aha moments for you. I just speak aha moments over this body where they know that they're so extravagantly crazy, crazy loved that their papa can't, can't hold it back, doesn't want to hold it back, and can't hold it back to them. So my question is to you, what are you needing that you feel is held back from you? What are you needing? What are you needing? Right? You know, come on, we know our scripture. He provides for all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Anybody heard of that one? Okay. All right, so... According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, okay, that's the measuring stick. Okay, so you have a little ruler. It's about the, and then God's riches and glory by Christ Jesus is endless. 
And that's your measuring stick. So he's going to provide for all, how many, all, all my needs? All my needs according to his riches and glory. Yeah, right? So what is it you're needing? Really, what is it you're needing? What is it, honestly, you feel like you've asked and begged and tithed and fasted about and you had your friends pray over, you had people lay hands on you, all that stuff. And that, none of that's bad. All of that's good. That is totally fine. Okay, that's totally fine. I don't want anybody to feel condemned for anything that they've done. But the truth is, honestly, if you're, if you're a well-beloved child, you just get it. You just get it. You just get it because you're a well-beloved child. Because you're a well-beloved child and you're well-beloved. Beloved means to be highly loved. And you're highly loved, beloved child. And that's why, because you're just so beloved. He can't help it. He can't help himself. He can't help himself but be good to you. So what can he be good to you for? What, what would delight him to give you today, to provide for you, to release to you? You know, there's one currency and one currency only, and it's faith. And we know it, and all we need is a mustard seed, so don't try so dang hard. Okay? Quit trying so dang hard. You got a mustard seed? Got a little bit of word in you? Okay, so let him bring the grace you need even to believe so that he can pour out to you. Because this is my heart to you. This is my heart for you. It's just open. It holds nothing back. He is laid bare before you, and he's excited about it. He's excited about it. He's got those riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's got those riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's, Jesus gets to be the measuring stick, so how big is Jesus? Because some of you have grown weary in well-doing, and that's okay. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but how many, how many of you, that's not fun? Like, growing weary in well-doing? It just doesn't even sound fun. Weary and well-doing sounds very wearying, yeah? And that's okay. I mean, it's okay. No condemnation in Christ Jesus. You just don't want to stay there, right? I mean, I could raise my hand. How many of you are an orphan? Well, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm just saying you don't want to. It's okay, but don't stay there because you need your daddy. Come help me. I'm an orphan. I don't even know who I am. I don't know what it feels like to belong. I don't know what it feels like not to have to work for every dang thing in my life. I don't know what it means to just be able to rest and have my papa give me stuff just because he loves me. I don't know what that's like, but I want to know. Help me. Help me. Help me is a good prayer. Help me is a really good prayer. And he's there. He's there to give you grace. How much grace? How much grace? Grace to believe. Grace to use that mustard seed side's faith for you, just for you because he can't hold it back from you. He can't hold it back from you. I mean, I am convinced his greatest disappointment is that all this, he's got all this stuff and he sees you in pain and he has the answer and somehow we think it's a trickle and not a... And we know theologically, theologically we know. We know theologically. But our problem is our theology is a study of, not a knowledge of. Yeah. 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 So grace and peace is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God. How open is he towards you in that one problem that doesn't seem to be budging? Right? Right? You know, we talked about finances. Let me just speak this over you. This is a wealthy house. 
okay? This is a wealthy house. You are called to wealth, okay? I'm not saying that because it's popular and, and I'll get a better offering. <laughs> Teasing. No, I'm saying that because that's what the Lord calls you. Because his heart is open towards you. Because he's not a hard-up dad. Who's hard? <laughs> Who's hard of hearing? Okay. <laughs> okay, right? Okay. This is a wealthy house. You are called to wealth. But I will say this. What comes as wealth will come because you're receiving wealth. You are receiving wealth. But, you know, that's going to start at the place. Let me tell you, probably, let me, I'll just guess, okay, like, you probably won't go home and find a check for a million dollars in your mailbox. Sorry. Now, if you do, call me. <laughs> I'll be really excited. I'll rejoice with you. And I'll tell you to write out your tithe right there. <laughs> no, but what I will say this, it's going to start by getting your needs met. It's going to start, start by, right? You got to get your needs met first. You got to be able to pay the rent. You got to be able to pay those bills every month. Concept there, every month. Okay, for some of us, okay? Um, and then it's going to grow. It's going to grow. But it's going to be because you're seeing further than where you're at right now. Through the knowledge of God, grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus' son. That knowledge of God that he's a wealthy daddy, that he's holding nothing back from me. He couldn't hold it back from me if he wanted to, and he doesn't want to. As a matter of fact, he wants to pour on more. He can't help himself when it comes to me. He can't help himself when it comes to you. What can, what can, what, what can I release to you through your faith? And I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to help you in that area where it's because I've been struggling so long, so hard, and nothing's happening. It's a dry place, da 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 And he's going to help you right there because he's a daddy with an open heart. He can't say no to you. can't say no to you. He was designed that way. Do you know, good parents can't say no to good things for their kids. They can't. Now, cotton candy too much? Okay, I get it. I get it, especially when they're climbing the walls. And, okay, I really get that. <laughs> um, but the things that you're wanting, okay? Um, sometimes, though, I will say this. This is be brilliant. Ready for the brilliant thing? Okay. Okay. Sometimes we don't know what we should want. Sometimes we really don't know what we want. We don't know our own hearts. So we need to trust into a God with a waterfall thing that's pretending still there. Okay, we need to trust in a God that's got his heart so open towards us that he is able to meet our deepest want. And sometimes our deepest want will happen because he's had to say no to some things for a season so he can bring our deepest want. Now, let me help you, lest, lest we get confused. You know, he's not letting you, you know, have cancer so that he can teach you a lesson. Okay, we're not confused on the healing thing or the provision thing. Or, okay, so let's not, like, go there since it's being recorded. Um, we're not confused on that. But I will say this. If we're like, Father, if you really love me, you'd bring the man of my dreams tomorrow on a white horse when I go through Starbucks if you really love me. Because your heart's so open to me, you're going to bring that to me because you really love me. And it could be that, 
maybe in our heart of hearts, that might not be good for us right now. Because maybe that man on the white horse at Starbucks may be an idol. You know, maybe he's someone that you placed before God. Now, he, he may totally have that man on a white horse at Starbucks down the road when, honestly, he's not more important than God. Could be. So we have to trust that his heart is so huge that he's a good daddy, that he's not going to give us something that we really, really, really want. We think we die if we can't have it. But the truth is what we really, really need is to be settled and be happy as a single person. Yeah? who's extravagantly loved, who's so crazy loved that they don't need, oh my God, just any, someone else loving me is just over, it's just extra, it's just frosting because you get to be my cake. And I'm so full of cake and I'm so fat and happy. Oh my God, you can slather on that icing, but I'm just in love with the cake and I'm so full. And so everything else is just extra fun stuff. But it's not my substance. It's not my source. You know, Shalise has been talking to us a lot. She's um, our apostle at Prayer Mountain, Shalise Mena. She's amazing. Come see her. Um, But yes, thank you. Um, But um, she's been talking a lot. What does it take to make you happy? What does it take to make you happy? And ultimately, if it's anything other than Jesus, um. It's probably off. Okay, now he knows we need stuff. So you know what? Chances are if you're drowning and you need someone to save you in the water, you might need that to be happy at least for the moment. We get that, okay? We're not confused, okay? This is not stupid theology. It's just, you know. But if we have to have, I don't know, a brand new car to be happy, Okay, well, you know what? That, that car will be great for, until the new car smell wears off, and then it'll be something else. Or maybe it'll be like, oh, I've, you know, I've got to be married and stuff, and that's great till the new spouse smell wears off, and <laughs> you need another upgrade or whatever. You find out, oh, my God, they're a human being, and they don't live to make me happy. <laughs> Let me get this. Okay. So I'm just saying, wow, that's a new a new spouse smell. <laughs> okay. I said it under the anointing, so I was anointed. Um, <laughs> but honestly, when we know what it is that ultimately will make us happy, okay, and Jesus is our source, and he's able to give us so much. You know, I, I'll just give you a little testimony for me. I... I was um, messy, probably a lot messier than you guys, so you guys are looking really good. But when I was younger, I was very messy, and I had a lot of idols, and I was really messed. I was just messed up. I was a hurting pup, and there were reasons for it. It wasn't like I was crazy. It's just stuff happens. Life sucks sometimes, and bad stuff happens. And, and when you don't have God as your compass, you get even more messed up. Do I have an amen? Amen. Thank you. So anyway, at some point, um, you know, I, I found out that, and I, I just got saved, but in my heart of hearts, I felt like I couldn't be happy unless I was married. So I went on the hunt. I probably had a spear gun. It was really scary for a husband. And I can't imagine why they all ran away. What happened with that? And the ones that didn't run away were very scary. <laughs> it's like, would you please run away? Um, 
And seriously, and it wasn't like in my like very logical adult mind, I was saying, oh my gosh, you know, men are so important that I must have one. You know, it, it was an unconscious thing. It was an unconscious thing, right? Now, was it that Papa with his open heart um, said, you know, nah, everyone else can get married, but you can be stuck single. Ha, 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 ha. You know, was, was that it? No, but honestly, if they were someone you would want to spear, um, the Lord made sure they were far, far away. And I went through this season of spearing people you wouldn't want to spear. Okay? <laughs> and it was not attractive. Okay? Can't imagine why. Not attractive. Okay? And finally, I had a lightning moment. I had a brilliant moment. It happened finally. And usually it happens when you're so miserable you come to the end of yourself. So I threw myself on the bed, lots of drama, okay? And I was kind of like, Lord, if you, you know, unless you want, you know, unless you pick them out, I don't want them. I don't want anything that you don't want. And I, whatever. So if there's to be a husband in my life, that's great. But if you don't pick them out, I don't want them. And I meant it. I was, I'd had it. Spearing the ones that were worth, worth spearing. So anyway, um, reached my moment. When I finally gave it to the Lord, two weeks later, I met my husband. Three months later, we were married. Because honestly, didn't need him. I mean, love him. I'm still married to this guy. Now, to me tell you, he was worth spearing, but by that time, I wasn't in the spearing mode. So, um, he was, anyway, fabulous husband. Still married, 18 years. We're happy campers. He's amazing. Oh, my God. I could just sing my husband's praises. I just can't believe the Lord is so good to me, okay? But he's not an idol. He's not an idol. Papa's heart was open to me the whole time, but he was so open. He's like, Catherine, I can't give you this idol. Can't do it. Oh, would you please quit going out with those really scary people? These are not, no, these are, they, I love them too, but no, just say no. Um, and there's his heart. And I'm going, la, 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 I can't hear you. Maybe this one's good. La, 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 can't hear you. Because I know what's best for me. La, la. Okay. <laughs> so, right? I mean, sometimes we're just like stupid, right? Stupid? Okay. I know you guys have never been there. But his heart was open to me the whole time, but that wasn't my time for that. Yeah? Was, is, is, um, is, was a husband his will for me? Totally. It was totally a desire of, of my heart that was his desire, just not in that way. And that's why it is for a lot. So a lot of times, honestly, the things that the Lord may be holding back for you are honestly because you're just not ready. He can't give it to you in that form as a good daddy. Yeah? Yeah? And some of it, honestly, he has it for you right now. Right now. Open heart. And somehow we're believing that it's closed. And sometimes, honestly, we don't even know what we're believing. Because usually what it is is that we don't really know what we're believing that's holding up that for us. Yeah? But you know what? God knows. And he's happy to tell you. And you know what's going to come by relationship? It's going to come by relationship. It's going to go come by that knowledge of God and Jesus' son. It's going to come by that when you know someone. When you know someone really well, you know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to say. You know what their response is going to be. And he already said, 
how shall I freely not give you all things? How shall, shall I not do that? How is that possible? And we're, you know, like, right? And we're thinking he's closed. Yeah? Not consciously, but in our hearts. So we need help. So you know what? Not to leave you depressed. It's like, okay, I guess I don't know God. I guess my heart is closed, and I'm really believing that I got a trickle instead of a waterfall. I'm such a bad Christian. So bad. Like, I know he has to love me, but okay. No. Just get help where you need it. So, like, if you know you're struggling with God, you know what? Just in my heart of hearts, I just see you as someone who's holding back and begrudging. And I know that's not you, but that's how I see you. Help me. I, don't, I need to get past that with you. I need healing in my heart for the areas that I have had withholding parents. I have had withholding father figures. I have held withholding mother figures. I have had withholding whatever, right? Where I had to earn it. Where I had to earn it. Where I had to, earn, where I had to work so dang hard for everything all the time to get my little trickle right? Where I had to work for love. And love didn't feel like love. And love didn't satisfy. But I had to do the right things and say the right things and look the right way and make the right grades and be the best in my sport and whatever that is. I had to work, work, work and perform and just be in order to be loved and be accepted. And that is kind of the world. Sorry. Sorry. Because the world doesn't know what it's like to be loved unconditionally. But a lot of believers don't know that. Why? Because we came from the world. <laughs> We're in the same stinking world that everyone else is in. But we can. We can totally know that. We can totally know all of it. And he's going to multiply that grace and peace in order to know. In order to know that. He wants to be known. You know, when you're in love with someone, you want to know them. You want to know everything about them. And you want them to know you. Right? It's all about, oh, my God, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite ice cream? What did you do when you were two? Right? <laughs> what? What was your first, you know, dress? And what's your favorite song? And, you know, what do you like to look on Facebook first? And blah, blah, blah. You know, you want to know it all, right? You're just, like, so into them. And they're so into you. And it's good. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right? Well, you know what? Ask God what his favorite color is. You know, ask him what his favorite whatever is. You guys... Get to know him. He's so much fun. He's a God that wants to be known. He's so easy to be known. He's so, e you know, God is, God is easy. And I don't mean that in a gross sense. You know what I mean. <laughs> God is easy. He's easy. He's not hard. I mean, he's complex, but he loves revealing his brilliance. He loves astounding you with how fabulous he is to you, how masterful he is to you. He's so masterful at, at bringing everything that you're needing. He's got a masterful plan to meet that need. He's got, it's masterful. And you know what? Not only is he going to meet the need, but he's going to do something amazing in you and those around you. Because God is really big about getting a big bang for his buck. So that if he sent his son to suffer for you, he wants a big bang for that, for that buck. So not only is he going to get that healing to you, okay? But he's going to grow you in the process. And then he'll probably ship you out on some healing ministry because you finally know him so much. Oh my God, you see something. It's like, oh, that's going down. That's going down, right? You know, he talked about in your, uh, in your message, Cheney, in your message, you talked about, about the, yes, <laughs> you talked about the, um, the, the areas where you've been downtrodden and things have been hard and it's been really rough becoming your area of ministry, 
is what you talked about, right? So in the areas where you have been, where you, it's been a struggle financially, struggle financially, there's, there's an anointing on you to get wealth. Why? Because you're called to that. See, the devil's not going to, the devil has limited resources. i got news for you, limited resources. So he's got to be, try his very best to pitch his resources and his attacks at the area that's the biggest threat. So let me just say this. The area of your biggest struggle is the area of your greatest anointing. Okay? So that area where you feel so overcome and disempowered and powerless and frustrated and weary and well-doing, and it's always going to be this way, and my nose is getting rubbed in it, all that kind of stuff, right? That's the area that you're called to. I got news for you. God wants a big bang for his buck. So not only is he going to get you out, he's going to help you get others out in that area. That is like a major rub the devil's nose in it. That's a major rub the devil's nose in it. Oh, my God. You not only having being victorious over it, but then releasing other people in that very area. You know, been struggling with sexual sin and that kind of thing. You're called to purity. right? Struggling in relationships. You've got anointing for relationships. Struggling with self-esteem. You have an anointing not only to know who you are, but release to others who they are and call them into greatness. In the areas that you've been attacked and silenced and ridiculed and rejected, you have some sort of major influence to release, okay? And it's in that area of knowing your God and having him show you you. Yeah? Yeah? So, guys, you know what? I'm just saying, um, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the lie that your God's heart is closed off to you. Don't call, don't fall for the lie that there's just a little bit and we all got to grab and, and, and scrap and scrape for the little bit that there is because you know what? If you get your piece of my pie, uh, of pie you're dipping into my pie. Well, you know, God will just make more pies. God is a pie-making God. Like, get your own pie. Get 10 of them, right? I want, you get the biggest slices you can, but, you know, I'm just saying there is no limit no limit. We've got to get, that's why I want that picture up there bugging you, because I want it in you. That's your, your God's heart for you. That's his release to you. That's his grace and peace multiplied. He didn't just do a little bit of addition. It's over and over and then over and then over and then over and over multiplied to you in that area where you're struggling, in that area where not only you're called to overcome, but you're called to be an answer for others who are struggling and don't and still think that God has somehow got a little trickle for them. Let's beg for the trickle. You know, we have a, a saying at Prayer Mountain, like when we get in that orphan spirit thing, it's like we're, um, we're like prisoners battling for cigarettes in jail. It's like, oh, my God, there's one cigarette left, and that's mine, so you better not get my cigarette. You know, it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. He's a good God. He said it over and over. And we say it because we know we're supposed to say it like we're good little Christians. Like, God, you're so good to everyone but me, but you're so good. And I'm waiting for you to be good to me. I'm just saying, this is where we live. 
not necessarily. And that's, you know, and honestly, I'm not condemning anybody. Please, please, please. Oh, my God. If you feel condemned, like, you know, do something to flick it off you or something. Because this is not a condemnation message. It's not. It's an empowerment. It's an empowerment message. It's empowerment because he's so open to you. He's so overflowing to you. He can't help himself. I'm just saying over and over again because, honestly, we need to hear it over and over again. Because, honestly, we may be fine in one area, but, man, when it comes to the other area, we are just, and, honestly, you know what it is. You know what that area is. It's the area where you're struggling the hardest, where it's just been so stinking hard. But you don't serve a stinking hard God. He's soft to you. He can't help himself. He's tripping over himself, tr- get, tr- wanting to get this good thing to you. Oh, my God, if they can just know me in this area, they can just know me. Okay, Holy Ghost, send another angel. Send someone to prophesy. Send Catherine to spit into the microphone. Send someone else because I've got to have them know me because I've got this thing and I want to give it to them. And I, I, I planned it for them and I've got plans for them. And they not only need to get it, but they need to be releasing it to everyone else. Because it's not just about you, and it's not just about me. It's about everybody connected on the other side of our victory. This is why we need, this is, guys, this is why we need to, to root each other on and cheer each other on. Because your victory is my victory, and my victory is your victory. This is a body. We're one. We are family. We're not competing as little siblings that are just begging for dad's approval. And, oh, my God, if they get it, I won't get it. And, oh, my God, they got the microphone. Oh, my God, I, I didn't get my five minutes. And what, we do weird things. We do. We do. Love us. We do weird things. Yeah. Yeah. We're not competing for the little scraps. That's orphans. Orphans do that. They do. They compete for scraps. Right? And son's just, I'm here. Where's the filet mignon? Right? And they're not worried that all the other sons aren't going to get their filet mignon. But you may not, you might like lobster or something else. Or a good cheeseburger. I don't know what it is for you. But his heart is open. He's open, right? He's a cheeseburger guy right there. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay, open, 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 open to you. Heart open. Grace open. Grace overflowing to you. Grace overflowing with finances. Grace overflowing with relationships. Grace overflowing with that healing problem that you're struggling with. Grace overflowing. He can't deny you. He already gave his son. He can't hold it back. He can't, he, he can't hold it back. He can't hold it back from you. can't hold back that, that peace. Some of you just want peace. Some of you just want peace. Some of you just don't want to hurt so dang much all the time. That's yours. That's yours. Some of you need a promotion at your job. Some of you need a new place. Some of you need a spouse. Some of you, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. He's not telling me what that is. If I knew what it was, I'd be calling out words of knowledge. But these are words of knowledge. They're just not specific words of knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, how do you want to land this thing? <laughs> hmm. Everybody just close your eyes. Okay? 
Get in receiving mode. If you don't know what that looks like, just do something that looks like receiving. Because <laughs> it'll work, whatever it is. Thank you, Papa. Wow. Thank you, Papa. Thank you for turning out the lights. This is a really intimate moment. So just keep your eyes closed. The Lord wants to be something for you right now that you haven't experienced before. He's wanting to be something for you. And he's called the great I am. Not because it sounds great in the Moses movie. Because he is. And he's a never-ending source in that place. And I just hear the Lord asking, what do you need? What do you need? What's your heart's cry right now? In this place, what's your heart's cry? He knows it. He needs you to tell him. And you can whisper it or whatever. It's no one else's business. What do you need? What do you want? And I see him standing right in front of you. Don't get weirded out that you got chairs and coats and whatever in front of you. I just He's standing right in front of you. And right now he's opening up his chest. And he's showing you his heart. I just want you to look in his heart. He's revealing something to you. Let's take authority over that spirit of blindness that's keeping people from seeing. And take authority over that spirit of deafness that's keeping people from hearing. Thank you, Papa. And I want you to see his heart. Number one, it's bigger than his chest. For you. For you. You're the reason why it's beating. You're the reason why it's beating. His heart is for you. And it's huge. And I just get the sense that some of you feel right now like um, you're not worthy. And he just wants you to know that he's worthy. That whatever he's offering to you right now, it's because he's worthy. Not because you're worthy. Because he's made you worthy. And I see the Lord opening up his heart and pulling something out for you. Pulling something out. 
And I just want you to, by faith, take that, whatever that is. And some of you, it's not what you expect it is to be. Some of you, it's a surprise. (laughs) Some of you just need surprises. And he's full of good surprises. All of his surprises are good. But I want you to receive whatever that thing is. And by faith, I want you to put it in your own heart. Because he destined you to be of one heart. Just release the ability to see right now. Just release the ability to see through Papa's eyes right now. How Papa looks at them. Papa's eyes are full of tears for you because he's so tender. So tender for you. Some of you have things that you need to talk to Papa about. There's some hurts, there's some questions, and he's totally good with it. He's totally good to talk to you about those things that have been huge in your heart and keeping you from receiving from him. Yeah, Times he didn't appear to be there. Times he appeared to have done nothing. Times he appeared to have favored someone else. Times when you thought he was angry. Times you thought he was punishing you. All sorts of things. He wants to talk to you about those things. Just going to give you a couple minutes. And then we're going to shift. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. We're going to start to shift a little bit. Some of you, there are some really significant things that he showed you that are very personal. They might be really painful. And I don't want to leave you in a place that's raw. (laughs) So I'm just going to pray over you right now. Some of you, and I want you to ask the Lord if you need to revisit this place. Okay? I want you to personally ask the Lord if you need to revisit this place and ask him for the grace to go there. Um, Because there's stuff he's wanting to do. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I just release your comfort right now. (laughs) Yeah, I release your comfort in these hidden places, in these deep places. I release your strength. Lord, I just thank you that you're our greatest encourager. For some of you, I just see that, that the Lord is just wanting to encourage you. Like it's been so hard, and you felt so drained. And so, Lord, I just release that, that courage. Some of you just need to be reminded 
that he's so proud of you. <laughs> that, that very heart that held that chest, that, that very chest that held that heart just swells with pride because he gets to be your daddy. He chose that. Some of you have very immediate needs. <clears throat> and I just thank you, Papa, for just being the, just meeting those needs. And he just wants you to remind you he's very creative. And to suspend how you think it needs to look and let him make it work. Yeah. I just release the grace to trust. To trust in a masterful God that's limitless in his heart towards you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More comfort. Some of you need some nurture. I just release that. I just release your peace. Just release your peace. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. He's just reminding you, because some of you have some very valid questions, and that's good. And he, he wants to remind you that he's, he, he's going to answer those questions, but he's going to answer them in the context of who he is, and that you have permission to go there with him. slowly have you transition out of that place, okay? And start bringing your attention in front. Not because I'm so fabulous, but I know you need to get out of here, and I don't want you to be a, feel weird when they turn the lights back on. And <laughs> yeah. But I want you to look at that picture for just a little bit more. That's his heart for you. That's his grace towards you. Right. Well, Justin, did you want to come and close us out? It's a quiet way to end. Wow. Lord. Yay. Love you, Catherine. You My goodness. Good. You know, a lot of um, what she was talking about, um, I mean, most of you guys have heard my testimony. You know a lot of it or whatever. But basically, like, nothing's given to me. I have to work for everything. And, you know, there's, like, a lot of good things that can come from that. You guys know that? Like, I mean, like, I can do anything. There's nothing that can stop me. Like, nothing's ever been handed to me. Everything's always been hard. I have that mindset, so I can overcome anything because I already have. And I will. And I can. But the truth is, is if you're doing things and you're always overcoming and you're always doing these things, then you're missing out. Because there's some things that are too good for you to attain by yourself. And the truth is, is that we are a culture, we are a people that desires justice. Like, that was wrong, you should be punished. Or, I did this, it's justice for me to receive this reward. But the truth is, is that's not the kingdom. Because we were all dead in our trespasses and sin, and Christ died for us. It was the opposite of justice. It was a ransom, it was rescue. We were paid for. And for me, Catherine 
was huge in instilling this in me. It was probably one of the first times I ever hung out at Prayer Mountain, and Shalise put her arm around me, and she said, Justin, you've got to get used to things being way too good to be true. And, I mean, that sounds so great, and we all preach that, like, God is too good to be true, but the truth is, is it's, it's true. Like, it's too good to really be happening. And all of that sounds great, but until you renew your mind to the fact that it is going to be too good to be true, and all of that too good to be trueness is for you. And so the reason I'm saying all of this is because Catherine, the reason that I love when Catherine comes, and I had to do this last time she was here too, is that there's a lot of things taking place in a lot of your hearts that may seem like something was just stirred or something was a little bit shifted and it feels kind of weird. But the truth is, is she carries breakthrough in people. All the stuff she said, you guys have heard a lot of that before, but the fact of it is, is that a word without power is just a conversation. She carries breakthrough. So the things that you saw, the thing, the breakthrough that you saw happen, the, the, the things that you saw of the Holy Spirit, the things that you saw of God, the, the acceptance that you felt, that is your mind, the beginning of your mind being renewed. This, this woman right here has seen breakthrough for hundreds of people in one-on-one sessions and in corporate sessions like this. And you know, the Bible says that if you honor a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. You know, the the truth about prophecy is that it's calling things that are not as though they are. So a lot of you guys in here, I bet that the immediate response to any feeling or any any change of thinking that you had was this can't be me because I know me. But the truth is, is that God calls us as we are not like we are. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Did I say that right? So anyways... Catherine, like, definitely blessed me. Catherine and I personally are going to bless her in this time. But I just want you guys, we're going to have a box up here. Just come up and bless her. I mean, and I don't want you to, like, you know, think about this too hard. Just ask the Holy Spirit, like, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to give? Because each one of us desire breakthrough, and we are sowing into breakthrough right now because she carries that for so many people. So how many of you in here desire breakthrough in your life in some area? If you don't, you should. Man, I want to see more miracles than I'm seeing right now. You know, I, I, I want more money than I have right now. I love to give, and there's nothing worse to somebody that loves to give than not having something to give. Who wants breakthrough in this house? That's all I'm asking. It's not a, it's not a big question, but who wants breakthrough? You guys know me enough to know that I would never manipulate anybody. I guard that higher than anything in my heart. But the truth is, is that when you sow into a prophet... You receive a prophet's reward. You're honoring the gift of breakthrough in her by sowing into her. And I'm not telling you, you know, I'm not like reach in your pocket and find the biggest bill you have. No, that's not what I'm saying. What is the Holy Spirit telling you to sow? Because you want breakthrough in your life. I do. And this is something that she carries. And so I want to sow into that. So you guys make your checks out to Pulse and we will cut her a check. There's a credit and debit machine out in the hallway. Uh, if it's easier for you to give with your card, do it that way. Just write Catherine Toon at the top of it. And there's going to be a box up here on this podium. So just come and put it on there, whatever it is that you feel led to give. And I think, you know, tonight, um, Catherine's going to be up here. I'm, I'm sure that she's ready to minister to people. Um, Catherine, honestly, like I know I, I'm blessed to know a lot of people, but if I... Catherine and I both, if we really need 
a word from the Lord. Like if we're like, God, like we're not hearing you clearly on this situation. We don't really necessarily know what's going on. There's a lot of confusion. We call Catherine. And it's because like for one, like in our own lives, we've seen the things that she says. We know she hears from the voice of the Lord, but not only just in our lives, but in the lives of other people. And anybody that's ever gone through a session with Catherine or had her pray for them can attest to the fact that she hears the voice of God. So anyways, tonight, if, um, if you'd like Catherine to pray for you, there's going to be other people up here to prophesy over you and stuff too. But if you're, this is what I want to ask. If you're in a season of time right now where there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of stuff going on, there's just a lot of different things, would you guys specifically come to Catherine to get prayed for? This is only if you legitimately have a lot of confusion going on in your life. There's just, this is a tough season. That's the only people I'd like to come. There's going to be people up here to pray for you regardless. But if you're going through one of those seasons, then would you come and let Catherine pray for you? And let's, guys, seriously, let's bless her really, really good. Just ask the Holy Spirit what it is that he wants you to give. And just trust that because God never leads you wrong, and he's a good God like we talked about. So we love you guys, and um, definitely come up, and we want to agree with you. Bless you guys.